remember when superhero movies used to be an event because they were such a rarity. They were so infrequent, and there was so much anticipation about seeing Batman or the Incredible Hulk brought to life from the comic book pages for the first time. But now there are five or six superhero movies that come out every year. Black Panther just came out in February. A new Marvel Avengers movie will be out later this spring. And a film centered around one of Spider-Man's main villains, Venom, will be released later this year. So why is it that we're so enamored with superheroes? It's got to be more than their colorful costumes or their abilities to do the things we can't. You know, fly, communicate telepathically, or, or everyone's dream, shrink down to the size of an ant. Here's what I think it is. The heroes all have pretty interesting beginnings. Peter Parker's transformation from a sciencey bookworm into Spider-Man is just as interesting as the villains that he fights. And maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe we all love a good origin story. Nuclear physicist Richard Longland does. An assistant professor in NC State's physics department, Longland is working on tracing perhaps the most vexing origin story of all. How is it that we came to be? He says the answers are in the stars. Each day in his lab with a mammoth machine he calls his baby, he's recreating nuclear reactions that occur in stars to find his answer. So why is Richard Longland so starstruck? We'll answer that today in this episode of Hear the How. Episode 2, Written in the Stars. So why does Richard Longland pass his days searching for answers in stars? When the Big Bang occurred, it only created hydrogen and helium and, and a tiny bit of lithium. Everything else that we see around us was formed in stars and in, in stellar explosion. Carbon and oxygen, which are both essential for life, were formed in the centers of, of massive stars. So that's kind of the most obvious reason to study the reactions that are happening in stars is to figure out where we came from, like how were all of these elements made. So there was hydrogen and helium, then other elements were formed through reactions taking place in the stars. In essence, the very elements that make up our bodies came from stars. Freelance journalist Eleanor Spicer Rice first reported on Longland in the winter issue of NC State, and I like how she puts it. We are, all of us, made of stardust. Longland's lab is located at Triangle University's Nuclear Laboratory, or Tunnel as it's called. It's a facility that basically serves as a consortium with scientists from NC State, UNC, and Duke, and just recently North Carolina Central University joined. The facility is in the heart of Duke University's campus, and Tunnel has been there for more than 50 years. Inside, there are signs that are glowing uh, with the warning accelerator on, and there are noises you'd expect to hear in a lab, imposing doors sliding shut. There's a giant green power box that reaches almost to the ceiling, and on top of it, there are 30 or so champagne bottles, each celebrating some accomplishment from the lab's past five decades. The main hub of activity is in a room filled with mazes of cables plugged into ports, sending data from experiments Longland and his team are running. But there's something happening right here that I'm not 100% on. Oh, right there? Yeah. I thought yeah. that, like, by adding, like, an intermix layer where there's, you know... Longland and other researchers run one or two experiments there a month. Today, fueled by pretzels and Lay's kettle-cooked jalapeno chips, they're discussing an experiment that's taking place on what they call the Tandem Accelerator. It's a large green tank that stretches for about 40 yards. Running down the middle of it's a metal core that's been fit like a tension rod that holds up a shower curtain. 
They use the tandem to run experiments on elements whose protons and electrons the researchers can manipulate by repelling and accelerating them inside of the tank. It is named a tandem accelerator because it accelerates the beam in two stages. Um, so, for example, if we're accelerating a helium beam, what Longland is explaining here is important, but you're not missing anything, because the tandem isn't his baby. No, no, Longland's pride and joy and what the Department of Energy's Early Career Research Award that Longland received last year is going toward is a mountainous machine located in another part of the lab. It's a big blue chunk that sits on a track that looks like a red circular railroad, and it has a scattering chamber and magnets. It's called the split-pole spectrograph. But Longland has given it another name. And he can do that since he essentially rebuilt this very machine and got it up and running. Its name? Fenris. And it's a nod to a mythical beast. Yes, and the name Fenris uh, took a long time to come up with. I really wanted to go with a wolf theme because of NC State, of course. So I was looking for mythical wolf names. You know, I, I wanted the name to start with an F because it's a facility. Um, I wanted an S in there for, for stars, so, so I looked at as many different wolf names. I realized um, that there is there's a Norse god called Fenrir, he's uh, the son of Odin, I believe, um, but that doesn't have an S in it. But then I, I noticed that uh, in Iceland, their name for Fenrir is, is Fenris. Um, which is, that's where the name came from. So Fenris stands for the Facility for Experiments on Nuclear Reactions in Stars. It's with this machine that Longland recreates the nuclear reactions that form the elements in those stellar explosions that he alluded to earlier and that happened so long ago. The simple explanation is that he can beam these accelerated particles of, of, of elements, hydrogen for instance, with the spectrograph and have them interact with other elements. The machine also has a magnet which splits the high-energy particles, Longland says, like a prism splitting light. The particles spray and they hit a foil target which helps Longland map them out on a focal plane. It's a way for Longland to bring space down to Earth. I think people look up at stars and, and want to know what's going on. Um, and what I'm doing is just an extension of that and just bringing that into the nuclear physics laboratory. It's no surprise Richard Longland's head is in the stars. He grew up on a farm in England, and the country landscape provided him a good view of the night sky. He first wanted to be an astronaut, then a fighter pilot. He says he kind of fell into physics in college, but he still loves getting lost looking up after dusk. His favorite constellation? Corona Borealis. It became his favorite because he studied how its stars formed for a research project. Orion is also high on his list. He says he likes looking at these constellations and the stars that form them now because he knows what's happening inside of them and how their insides, the reactions and explosions going on, helped form elements of the world. Just like all of us, Longland loves a good origin story. I ask Longland about this and we get to talking about superheroes. He has his favorites. He loves Spider-Man, says he loves his smack talk, and he loves one of Spidey's enemies, Venom. Why? He has a complex story, Longland tells me, and he appreciates that. But maybe that's the same thing. I want to know what makes the, the superheroes tick. Um, so, so maybe it's all wrapped up together. I, I just like to know how things work. That's clear in his work every day in his lab at Tunnel as he shoots his particle beams and spends time with his bestie Fenris, 
chasing down how elements got here, and ultimately, what's inside of us all. I'm Chris Saunders, Associate Editor of NC State Magazine and host of Hear the How. Morgan Holcomb produced today's episode of the podcast. We wanted to thank Richard Longland for having Morgan and I to Triangle University's nuclear laboratory to show us his and his team's work. And we need to also thank Eleanor Spicer-Rice, who first reported on Longland's work for a story appearing in the winter issue of NC State Magazine. Eleanor is a fabulous freelance science writer, so make sure you read that story. And please read all the other stories in the issue as well. And if you don't have the issue, or you don't already receive the magazine, you can join the NC State Alumni Association to start getting it four times a year. We're always looking for new readers. Please look out for us and catch us next time on Hear the How.